This is your new hype music, I see, huh? Yeah, it is. And whoop that trick, but I can't put whoop that whoop trick. That, whoop that trick, whoop that trick. <laughs> yeah. Are you ready? You good? Mm-hmm. You're I'm good. All right, welcome, everybody. Welcome, everybody. Welcome back. Welcome back to the Oyota Podcast. It's your main man, Rubio, bringing you back another episode, bringing you more sports content of what's going on in this first world throughout this quarantine. And I'm back at it again with my boy, all the way from Jersey, JC. Highlight the people, Jay. Hey, hey, hey. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back. As my main man says, I hope everybody's safe and okay. Um, God bless everyone. And let's get this rolling. Well, listen, we got a lot going on. You know what I mean? We're going to touch up on, and uh, there's a lot of stuff going on in the NFL. Um, and we're going to just d- dive right into it. Like I was telling you, um, the DeAndre Baker, Quentin Dunbar situation, I guess, is going to be held up until we get more info. As of right now, they were both released on bail. Not much info until, you know, the lawyers and everything else starts clearing up. But they both have pleaded not guilty. The people who have made allegations, the lawyer calls them liars based on the info they received in sworn affidavits. They say the whole thing is a fabrication, and I would not be coming out as quickly and as loudly if I didn't strongly agree. What do you think? You think this thing is a sham? Look, it, I wasn't there. Is it possible they got sworn affidavits, as you, as you have stated? More than likely, they're going to get away with it. But then this goes back to Baker and Dunbar putting yourself in stupid positions. That's very true. That's very true. But at the end of the day, you know, we, we I guess we have to find out more as the story progresses because now that you have, you know, accusations made towards them, but then you have, you know, affidavit saying, that, you know, almost calling it a bluff. You kind of have to wait and see how it plays out. You know I mean? Yeah, no, you know, you are innocent until proven guilty most of the time, I guess. Yeah, and, and I agree with you. But then at the end of the day, this goes back to them. Now you just wasted probably like $250,000 on a lawyer. Facts. That you could have kept in your pocket because you know this is serious allegations. And since you're looking at 15 years, 20 years. You're throwing your career away. So you got to waste so much money on a lawyer. You could have pocketed all that money if you just would have grown up and put yourself in a correct position. Well, listen, apparently they make enough money. And uh, apparently there's a current, a current trend in the NFL to just get, you know, I don't know what the hell these guys do in their offseason. All I'm saying is, like, you're making big bucks. You're in the NFL. You have a great career ahead of you. What the hell are these guys doing? Talking about that, listen, Packers defensive tackle Montrevious Adams arrested Tuesday on three misdemeanor charges, including possession of less than an ounce of weed, driving without insurance, suspended, canceled, and revoked registration. What the hell is going on? Don't you have all this money? Register your fucking car. What the hell? I don't get this. Explain how, about, this. how about this? How about you go do you t- go do what you got to do. You know you're going to get lit up. You know you're going you're gonna to be, what, what's the new term? Saucy, I guess they're using now. But you're gonna, saucy. You're going to get nice. You're going to have a few drinks, probably puff on the L a little bit. You know. How about Uber? How about... Uber or Lyft or, listen, or getting a limo to take you. How about that? <laughs> listen, bro, they're, they're, they're not, first of all, they're not going to do an Uber or a Lyft because, you know, they're making big bucks. My thing is this. You, you're making enough money. You're making a decent amount of money. Pay one of your boys to drive. You know what I'm saying? Register the damn car because that's probably why they stopped them. They seen the car wasn't registered. They, I mean, they ran a plate, wasn't registered. He was probably driving some high-end vehicle. Next thing you know, 
you know, they, they stop him, got weed in the car, no license, no, no registration. Like, come on, bro. Like, you're ridiculous. No, no, I agree. And that's what, that's what I say. It goes back to it. Instead of you run, get a limo, get someone to drive you, be smart. Yes, you spend thirty dollars for someone to t- you spend thirty dollars for someone to take you home, but you're safe from bail, from a yeah. lawyer, from from going to wasting your time in the NFL getting fined. So I would rather lose ten thousand dollars and lose thirty. Mm, I'm a real brainiac. I'm, I'm pinky <laughs> in the brain here. Well, you know. Listen. I mean, charges like this will probably get dumped anyway. He probably has all the – I mean, he has a decent amount of money to say, listen, it'll get tossed out the window. Oh, um, definitely will. Nothing too but, crazy. But the point is you're still making headlines. You're still getting your stuff caught up in stuff that should be, like you said, you know what I'm saying, if you use your head, you should be able to avoid all this dumb, you know, idiotic situation, I guess you want to call it, whatever you want to call it, man. Grow up. Yeah, well, um, moving on to some more NFL news, Jamal Adams – Possibly on the trading block. We talked about this last week about the Jets possibly picking up Logan Ryan, though. Mm-hmm. But there was no mention of Jamal Adams on the trading block. There was mention of that last year, if I'm not mistaken, before the trade deadline. There was talks about him possibly wanting to go to Dallas because he's from Dallas. So um, I don't know what's going on. Uh, he's going to be his fourth year, fourth season with the uh, the. Excuse me, his fourth season with the Jets. The Jets exercised a fifth year option for 2021. Uh, he's from he's uh, from Dallas. He showed interest last year. He's set to make three point five million in twenty twenty. There was a comment that was made that said best teams sign their best players. They don't trade them. This, like I was telling you, does this kind of reference to like what the Giants did with Odell Beckham? I don't think he's, and I, maybe I'm wrong. But he doesn't make headline cases like Odell did, where mm-hmm. you know. Allegedly, that Odell was with a model. He was not allegedly. Allegedly, he had cocaine with him when he was with the model, and that he had a white substance, and then he had pizza. That's different because that messes up your image. And the Giants are like, "Whoa, slow down! Got to get rid of him." You know, we don't need that type of negative energy around us. I don't see Jamal Adams being like that. He's very vocal. Yes, he probably does bad things, but he's smart and does it on the low without getting caught. Yep. Versus Odell Beckham, I think trading him, going into the trading aspect, huge mistake. Huge. Well, listen, the, the Jets definitely need help in the secondary. Um, they were trying to go after Logan Ryan. They're not going to go after him due to the fact yeah. he's asking way too much money. He wants $10 million. They're like, yeah, I. Yeah. It's you know? crazy. Uh, the Jets want to wait for a long-term extension, but Adam wants a deal now. So we'll see how that goes. Um, this is Joe – that. Last year was Joe's Doug, Joe Douglas's first year as GM for the Giant uh, for the Jets. I'm sorry. Um, he said we will pay to keep him long term and keep taking possible offers. So he's you know Jamal. It's he's listening to offers. It's not you know completely tossed out, but he's listening to offers. Somebody says something, and I said, "Wow, that would be crazy." And I was on the internet, um, and uh, he said, um, "He said." What if the Kansas City Chiefs make a trade for him? Uh, what, what, Just for two years. It's two years. What are they going to give then, up? What are they going to give up? The, the, what if they get? They say they give. They give the Jets their demand a first and a third. They're like, hey, it's the first and a third. Give us Jamal Adams. I'm not saying that, and I don't. I don't wish this on anybody. But a lot of your first round picks, they don't really work out. Mm-hmm. And what are the Chiefs really going to be in the next two three years? The last pick of the draft. So you're technically getting kind of a late second. 
So yeah, yeah. why not do it? No, early second, early second. I'm mean, excuse me, early second, an early second, and a real late third, which will be an early fourth for Jamal Adams. I'll do it right now. Yeah, I mean, and then you don't, and then as 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 the Jets, you don't have to worry about trying to dump big cash on him and try to work on yeah. still continue rebuilding because the Jets are still rebuilding. Um, this year they did draft in the third round. They drafted safety, uh, Ashton Ashton Davis out of California, and he's a good safety. And they also signed uh, former Colt Pierre. I forgot his last name. Shit, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it happens, you know. Yeah, he's but he's um. I, I still think it's a mistake. I still, I still, I still think it's a mistake. I'm sorry. I mean, we'll see what happens. It, it's, Jamal it's, Adams is, and I, my apologies for cutting you off, but Jamal Adams is. Um, I'm not saying he's a generational talent because that's not what I'm trying to go with it. But he's one of those star players that you just don't give up. Because you could do so much with him. You could, you could blitz him. He could cover. He, he, he's good against the run. He's good against the pass. He has a good feel for the game. You just don't give that up. You build around it. Well, the question is how much, how much is he asking for and are the Jets willing to give that much money for him? That is the key factor. Now, I don't know if Joe Douglas has any plans to spend more big bucks in the future, which might affect what they're offering. I mean yeah. – in other Jets-related news, you know, the Jets did pick up Joe Flacco for a one-year deal, but they're not paying him jack squat, bro. They're only paying him $1.5 million. I, and I, I, think, I think Douglas is doing a great job, and I think that's a great signing for $1.5, a veteran like that. $1.5 million, but it can increase up to as much as four point five with incentives, which I don't know if you'll get the opportunity to hit those incentives, being the fact that the Sam Donald is a starting quarterback for the Jets. And as long as he plays well, I don't see Flacco getting – you know, any playing time at all. I think they just brought him in, like you said, veteran quarterback, mentor the young kid, school him on, you know, how to perfect this game and probably take the Jets into possibly winning that division because that division is up for grabs now that the Patriots, you know, have lost Tom Brady, lost Gronkowski, and they're rebuilding also. So. But but I, I – I, and I'm not trying to disrespect Tom Brady, just on the one note, I He's still feel – <laughs> I still feel – that they have the mastermind there and Belichick. I mean, he won 11 games. It's uh, Matt Castle. I'm not saying he's not going to do it now, but I still have, in my opinion, I still have the Patriots as the favorite in that division. Well, Patriots, and then the second place will be the Bills. Well, exactly. That's what I was going to tell you. You who do have the Bills who have came and became a threat in that division. Um, Bill Belichick, you can't take nothing from him, man. Regardless of who the hell he has behind throwing the ball, he is the mastermind, as you said. So he knows, and that is one thing that he has perfected. He has been able to take these scrappy third, second and third picks, you know what I mean, even fourth round picks, bring them to their max potential and perform at a great level regardless who is there throwing the ball. Hence when they had Jimmy G playing and when, when Tom Brady was out. Hence when they had a Jacoby Brissett, you know what I'm saying? And Jimmy I was going to say that, Brissett. You know, Jimmy G is playing decent in San Francisco. Brissett has, you know – hit a decline now with the Colts, which could possibly do to the offensive line. But I still I still believe that the Patriots are going to still be a problem. They're not going to be as threatening as they yeah. were before, but they're still going to be yeah, a problem they, the division. They, they have, they're missing that clutch gene. Yes, and I think that um, the Bills are definitely going to make a big push for that division also. The Bills do have the offense now to make a big threat and actually win that division. So the Jets have to keep up. You know what I'm saying? So defense is a key part of their game right now. I, I believe so. Well, and, I, and, and going into Douglas, before we jump into the next topic, he said, I would have, he admits that he would have never spent the money the way the previous GM did. Mm -hmm. he, he, he said, because I would have not done these moves. Because 
I believe, and maybe, you know, maybe him and I kind of see certain things the same way. This is not basketball. One player doesn't change the whole game. This is a team sport. It's 11 versus 11. That's a fact. That's a fact. And that's what I'm saying. Uh, the Jets offense definitely needs a wide receiver. So I don't see, like I said, I believe the Flacco signing was just more for mentorship because his numbers were horrendous last year with the Broncos. He went two and six, had 1,800 yards, six touchdowns, five interceptions. So he's definitely there just to mentor Sam Darnold and probably guide yeah. him in that direction. But you need to get Sam Darnold more weapons. Right now, all he has right now is Le'Veon Bell, and the rookie receiver from Baylor. Yeah, the rookie receiver from Baylor, Frank Gore, who they picked up yeah. also. They lost Robbie Anderson, which he was still somewhat a potential threat. Um, they had, I think, Quincy Anunua, but mm-hmm. he's constantly getting hurt. So I don't know what the hell's going to happen there. But and then and then but then I get to the signing of it. What I say is smart is, look, you know you're not going to get much of Flacco. You know what you get. You you see the trend where the Jets are trying to go. They signed Frank Gore. They got Le'Veon Bell. They draft an offensive line. They're going ground and pound. You see that direction they're going at. Ground and pound is, is, you know, but who was their backup last year? A high school C, a high school varsity quarterback? Some guy that you never heard of from, like, Division 87? You know, like, like you know, they had no one. So this makes sense for them. And, and this is the opportunity for Flauco to start his career as a quarterback's coach so he can stay in the game. I mean, listen, I don't – listen, Flacco, I don't know about him being a quarterback coach. I don't have that much faith in that, bro. I mean, I don't either, but if but if he's – he knows his career is over and you're getting these contracts. Now is the time where you can step in and start showing, oh, I mentored this kid and maybe get an internship. You know, now, now it's time you have to start phasing into the next career. It's over, and, man. It's over. <laughs> like Adrian. Like you texted me yesterday with an Adrian it's video. Yeah. <laughs> you can't win. You. you can't win. At least he's humble enough. Like, listen, all right, I know I'm not that great. Give me my 1.5. I'll take the money. I mean, well, this- the man, the, I mean, most people would be like, nah, I'm worth more than that. I'm not taking a 1.5 and then be asked out, out of a job. He took the money and ran with it. Yeah, smart move. Yeah, smart move. Moving on to more offenses. Um, the the Rams are going to run a three-running back. Uh, what do they call it? A three-headed beast, as they want to call it, possibly which is going to be Cam Akers, who they drafted, Malcolm Brown, and Darrell Harrison. So uh, Cam Akers was drafted in the second round out of Florida State. Brown, here's some numbers for you. Brown had 255 yards, five touchdowns last year for the Rams. Henderson, <laughs> Henderson had 147 yards. And Akers, within his uh, three years in Florida State, had 2,875 yards, 27 touchdowns. Do you think this three-running back – system works for the Rams. I mean, they do need a running back game because Todd Gurley, when he was good, was a problem. But as his knees broke down, they were like, listen, we got to move on from you. I, I, I think it would work if they had quality backups. Well, that's the thing. It seems like these guys are all backups. So somebody yeah, like, step up. They're, like, they're the backups of the backups. I mean, yeah. 147 on the ground is like, no offense, no disrespect <laughs> to the ball, like, no touchdowns. Yeah, yeah, that's not really impressive there, brother. Nah. They have another running back on roster. He has nine yards rushing, John Kelly. Oh. Like, if you're going to do a three-headed monster, I, like the Seahawks are doing a three-headed monster. Their three-headed monster makes sense. This is like, okay, you got a rookie. Not saying he's not talented, not saying he won't produce, but he's still unproven. Then you got two guys. Todd Gurley didn't even play last year, and you got two guys that their combined, their combined yards is not even 500 yards. I mean, not even 500 yards. It's like, come on. If you're going to do a three-headed monster, get two guys that are good. 
I mean, the thing is, this I think if anything, they should have went after Carlos Hyde or Frank Gore because mm-hmm. they needed a veteran back in there to to help these young kids coming up. And as you can see, without a running game, Jared Goff ain't shit. Uh, how about this? Chris Thompson, former wrestling player that signed with the Jaguars, he knows the system mm. that she, that the coach the Rams run. Why? Because the head coach of the Rams used to be the offensive coordinator for the Redskins when Chris Thomas had his best year. So you could have had the rookie and Chris Thomas come to back him up. Well, let's see if they work. Let's see if that works out for them. I don't see that working out for them. Me neither. And I don't see that offense, you know, progressing forward. Did they still keep Brandon Cooks or did they get let him go? Brandon Cooks is in the Texans. Ooh. So yeah. So I don't see that. Oh go ahead. I was gonna say, how did that offense go from being such a threat to all of a sudden they're just like, like, eh? I, I, look, I'm gonna. Damn, I'm gonna sound a little mean now, but this goes to coaching, and then I jump on your topic. If if he's listening to me, I can't even think of his name right now off the top of my head. That um, I think it's Shane Vereen, the head coach of the Rams. And it's Sean McVay. Sean McVay. Sean McVay. If you're listening, you better have the coaching career of your life right now. Because if you manage to sneak into the playoffs, forget that. If you manage to go eight and eight, you won the Super Bowl. But going into the offense, no, it, 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 the NFL, the the lifespan of the NFL on average is what three point five years. Yeah. So. If give or take, you know, give or, take. give or take. So you have a window period. You have to start drafting. You have to start drafting. You have to start developing. You have to do these things. And and if they're not ready, you know that um, what's the, the the saying goes in the NFL? Next man up. Yep, if next man not, up. If the next man is not up, then they didn't do their job. Well, we'll see. We'll we'll see how that goes for them. I, like I said, I don't see the Rams doing much, man. And don't they get a new stadium too? They're getting a new stadium, new uniforms. Yeah, I'm, and, I'm, I. I and they got a whack ass quarterback, and 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 um, I am not sold in Jared Goff. I think I would have never taken him one. I would have never taken him thirty two. I would have took him like one hundred and tenth in the draft. Well, listen. Apparently, they got a new stadium, new uniforms, and a new offense because that shit's gonna be horrendous. That's just my <laughs> with a, with, with a, at best middle of the pack quarterback, NFL quarterback. Well, let's see. Hopefully, with a hundred million dollar contract. So the concept talking about the Rams, Aaron Donald says he wants the fans in the stadium because they're talking about playing games but with no fans. He says you need the, you need the fans to play the game, takes the excitement out of the game, and I feel like the fans is what picks you up. I think that's true. I think a lot of energy that these players get is from the fans, from the cheering. From you know, through in clutch situations, you know we got the, the fans cheering behind him. I don't know who's gonna be. I mean, I don't give a shit right now. I just want some type of sports. Oh so, man, it's so bad. I'm I about mean, to watch. I'm about to watch a golf tournament right now between Tom Brady and and, and Peyton Manning. <laughs> I mean, that's how it is right now. They're making bets on that game. Actually, they're making bets on that game because there's no sports going on. You know what I mean? Listen, let me tell you something. I agree with what he's saying, mm. but then you know what? When we were kids. We all played in team sports, right or wrong. Yep. We didn't have fans there. We had to boost each other up. So get that inner kid out of you. You're making millions of dollars and shut up and give us some sports. I mean, listen, at the end of the day, real quick, I got a question for you. How many games did you go watch yesterday, uh, last year at the stadium? Um, well, I'm going to say last year zero, but the year before that, I went, yeah. to, I, I went to six Giants games two years ago. Apparently a Giant fan. Um, no, no, no. It was free, free tickets. Shout out to yeah, my yeah, man, yeah, Joe. Yeah, he yeah, gave yeah. me free tickets. Yeah, yeah, I took it. 
Yeah, yeah, all of a sudden it's free tickets. Yeah, yeah, whatever, man. <laughs> Listen, you're an undercover Giant fan. That's what I see coming uh-huh. out. You're an undercover Giant fan. All of a sudden, Danny Dimes went over to the Giants. You're like, oh, Danny Dimes. Yo. See, but who predicted Danny Dimes? You know what I mean? All of a sudden, you're like a little, you're like a little cheerleader with little pom-poms. Oh, Danny yo, Dimes. Oh. Yo, let me tell you something. Danny Dimes and me have the same <laughs> birthday. We have the exact same birthday. Yeah. Oh, that's that's what it is, huh? Yeah, yeah. Oh. That's your birthday twin, huh? That's your birthday twin. And I told my brother, my brother said he was going to be a bust. I told Anthony he's nice. He's going to be nice. Well, listen, that apparently is six more games that I haven't went to in my lifetime. You know what I'm saying? I haven't gone to no football games. So to me, to see an empty stadium and just see the game going on is the same as me watching on TV. Period. Listen, I agree. Still, no, no. I agree. Still the getting paid. They're still getting yeah. paid. So what the hell are you complaining about? No, I understand no, I they need that drive. Yeah, but exactly. I, like you said, get the look, kid out of you. Play. Play. And no, get the, I understand where he's coming from because you get the crowd in. Oh, yeah, defense, yeah. defense. And you get up, you start waving your uh-huh. towel. You know what? Who cares? Get the kids in. You know what we'll do for them? We'll talk to the stadiums. We'll put extra speakers around the, around the stadium, and then you can hit the button for the home team. Yeah. And there you go. There goes the chat. For the crowd cheering. <laughs> for the crowd cheering. You'll be good. You'll survive. You'll make your 20 million this year. You'll be okay. So... They're saying that it all depends on also on how the California governor allows the gatherings. So depending on how they start opening things up, it'll all depends on if they'll have even people in the stands. But I don't see that happening. I think it'll still be a while before things uh, open up and go back to normal. Um, like I said, listen, play the game, bro. You're getting paid, play the game in an empty stadium. I don't give a shit. Make, make believe. I mean, when you practice, you're practicing in an empty field also, right? And you still go hard there? Yeah, sure. Right? So, go hard or go home. Yeah, suck it up, buttercup. You'll be all right. Uh, moving on to more NFL news. We got um, Cincinnati Bengals, Marv Lewis, is, uh, takes offense to the proposal that uh, the NFL will provide a draft pick incentives to NFL teams that hire minority executives and coaches. I mean, listen, that to me is kind of fucked up. So you're telling me that's like you being a minority. Now all of a sudden, like, oh, yeah, you got this job. Not because of your skill, not because of your knowledge, but because since you're a minority, we got a draft pick and incentives. That's messed up, bro. No, I agree. I agree. It's, um, it's, it's like a slippery slope because although on the other hand, you look at it, you got to look at it, you got to look at it on both sides. Minority coaches are not getting a chance. They, they're really not. But, but, well, Brian, well, Brian Flores did get, got a shot down in Miami. I mean, Mike, Tom, Mike Tomlin got a chance all in Pittsburgh. So, I mean, there are some out there. I mean, you have Marv Lewis, who was the head coach of the Bengals. You know what I'm saying? So, they are getting opportunities. Now, are they getting as much as they should? I don't think so. Um, do they have to work 10 times harder to get a, a head coaching job? I believe so also. But um, it all depends. And uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. I don't know. It's a, like you said, it's a very slippery slope, very touchy. Subject. Yeah, it's touchy. It's real touchy. Look, so, here's my take on it. You have two sides to it. So on one side of the the coin, the coaches are, and minor coaches are not getting a fair shake. They're really not. Now, they're being promoted as assistants, but then they're not getting to the next level. Then you have someone like Joe, Joe Judge, Come on, he was a quarterback's coach, and he's an NFL coach already. Versus someone like Eric Bieniemy that won a Super Bowl, he didn't even get a job. No, correction. Hold on. Well, you keep on talking. I think Joe Judge was actually the offensive. Uh, Quality. But he was the special teams coach. Special teams he, coach. That's what it was. Yeah, he was a special teams coach. He wasn't an offensive coordinator. And then you have someone like Eric Bieniemy that was the offensive coordinator. Now, I'm not saying he called the plays. I'm saying his title was offensive coordinator. They won the Super Bowl. Why is he not getting a job? So it just makes you wonder. Now, I find it disrespectful 
with the with the picks is like it's not fair to a franchise. What if you have someone like I don't know that. Like uh, the Patriots, why should they be pulled back? They've had the same coaches like 1901. Belichick has been there for like 20 plus years. Yeah. Why, should, yeah. why should they be affected by this rule? As a matter of fact, they have one of their coaches is a, is a minority coach and he's in the end of his head coach in the Dolphins. So why should the Patriots be affected by this rule? So it's like, it kind of like, it doesn't, it doesn't make sense. Maybe, I don't know, this, this goes to the owners. You, well, you got to change your coach. Well, you got to check the approach. Technically, the rule just doesn't apply. It's not a rule that you're obligated to hire them, the minority or minority. The, the rule implies that if you do hire a minority head coach, you will get, you know, draft picks and incentives. That's what it is. It's not obligating you to. And um, What about instead of giving just, draft picks, why don't you increase their salary cap by maybe 3%? I mean, it's, it's, like I said, maybe those are the incentives. I don't know. You got me. You know, I just, I don't know. I, I like the idea, and I feel there should be more minority coaches, I, I, but I just don't like the idea of draft picks. That I don't like. I, there has to be a better way around this. Well, one, one last thing he said before moving on. He said nobody wants to be hired on those terms, and I believe that. I, I, be, I, I believe. I believe nobody wants to get hired on terms of, oh, the only reason we hired you is because we get a benefit for hiring you. That's some, you know, that's some mess. And how about this? What if they hire you, they get the benefit, and fire you at the end of the year? Mm, facts facts now i mean those are probably um things that'll probably be could get worked out with that because you know you, you do have a valid point where they will just hire you keep you for a year and then just fire you but they're like ray votes in the packers he had a, the packers had an eight in a season the 500 one year he was done that's it they got rid of him well let's see moving on um moving on to more nfl news so we can start you know rolling through um, Russell Wilson says uh, he wants Antonio Brown on the Seahawks. Um, he says he wants more offensive threats and would like to add Antonio Brown, who is real good friends with Geno Smith, who has a one-year contract with the Seahawks. Does this happen? I don't think so. What do you think? Um, Sam, I mean, I had to think of that. I mean, would it happen? More than likely not, because Antonio Brown burned a lot of bridges. His stupidity coming out uh, Robert Kraft, doing all these dumb things, it's, it's, it's gonna, it, it affected it. Would it work out on the, on the flip side of it? I mean, why not? I think so. I think so. Listen, Seattle's offense ranked eighth last year with 300, they were averaging 374 yards and 25.3 points. That's their average. Now, on the offense, they definitely could use Antonio Brown, but they also signed Philip Dorsett, they signed Greg Olson, who is a little bit older and beat up, but is still an offensive threat, mm-hmm. to, go, to go along with Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf. So adding Antonio Brown in there, it's not necessary, but it's definitely a plus. All right. All right, but how about this? You see DK Metcalf, right? He has potential yes. to be a very dominant receiver. That's, that's a fact. Could the beast. Now, here's the question that you have to ask yourself. If you're the general manager of – the Seahawks, and everybody knows where I'm going with this. Yes, Antonio Brown, God-given talent, kid's amazing. Do you allow him to come in your locker room, some headcase like that, and influence your future stud? Do you allow that to happen? Because the way they're running, they don't really need Antonio Brown. Really. They're running. They got Carlos Hyde. That kid is nice. He had 1,000 yards last year with the Seahawks, and he could catch the ball at the backfield. You're good. Then you got the um, Carson, the running back, coming back from last year. Penny coming back from last year. You got, a, you got a real three-headed monster right there. You got Greg Olson playing. He got block and catch. Yep. 
Yep. And you know he's not going to want to do too much because he's, you know, he's on. He's like, like, damn, I'm a concussion away or injury away from retiring. Yeah, yeah, that's true. You got Lockett, but then you got DK Metcalf, and you're like, damn, do I bring in Antonio Brown that's greedy? Yeah. Has a bad attitude, always wants the ball, lock, uh, locker room cancer. Do I do that to this nucleus? They're like, yo, we, we right here, we can win the Super Bowl. And don't forget, like I said, don't forget they also added Philip Dorsett in there also. So, you yeah, know, I mean, Philip, Dors- Philip Dorsett, you know what I mean? Not to take nothing away from him. He's a little bit older, but listen, he's still a potential threat. And he, I mean, he did real good when I think he was with the Colts, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. I, I, I hear about this. You, you see that. And then you look at the, you look at the 49 secondary and you see a man on a wheelchair and Richard Sherman. Then you're like, yo, I could put, I could put, um, DK Metcalf one-on-one with him. Shift my offense to the, to the right side, excuse me, to the left. Yeah. To the right side. Cause we know Sherman doesn't travel around. He only stays one corner and let DK Metcalf bully him up all day long. We'll see if that happens. I don't know. Wilson, you know what I mean? I mean, Wilson is a veteran there, and he's, you know, he, he carries that team. Um, Antonio Brown's last full season, all he had was 1,200 yards, 104 catches, 15 touchdowns. He said, oh, you had, like, <laughs> like, like, if you're comparing him to John Kelly from the Rams, nine yards rushing. Well, because you know what? Yes, you get all of that, but you get all the baggage along with it. Like yeah, you said. that's the problem. That's, that's the, the problem. The numbers are there. Nobody's ever taken the numbers and his potential away from that. He's taken that from himself. You know, he is a great wide receiver, and he has the potential to be one of the best, but he's a nut job, bro. So it's like, do like you said, do you want to bring that into your clubhouse? You got, you know, DK Metcalf, you know, Tyler Lockett in there already, who did a great job, I think, last year between them two. Now yeah. you add another veteran in Philip Dorsett. You add Greg Golson into that offense. You got three great running backs. You got, you know, Carlos Hyde, who, who they did sign to a one-year deal. He's 29 years old, but he played all 16 games, 14 starts, had 1,070 yards on 245 carries, six touchdowns. So the potential is still there for Carlos Hyde to excel along, like you said, with Rashad Penny and Chris Carson. You, you, with, that, with that running game they have at the ending of the season, I'm just going to throw it out to you because you – for those of you who don't know, wouldn't it be crazy if on one or two series they run a wishbone? Because they have the running backs to do it. They got three running backs. They could they could run a wishbone offense just to play around, yeah. see how it works. That's, that's all I'm saying. Just throwing it out there. Yeah. And you bring Antonio Brown in, he doesn't get the ball. He says, he says a problem. I don't want to deal with this. And oh, then you, you, know, you know he's going to be crying. You know he's going to be crying. Yeah. Oh, you're not throwing the ball at me. Uh, uh, um, I need the ball. I can't, I can't get a rhythm. No, no, no. Get out of here. Moving on to people who did get signed. Um, we did mention the Carlos Hyde got signed to a one-year deal. Talking about people that did get signed, um, the Patriots gave Patrick Chung two-year extension, $3 million. Uh, He's due 12.8 over the next four years. So they are making moves. They're still keeping their players that they want to keep. We'll see where that continues to go. Like we said, uh, the Patriots are still going to be a threat in that uh, that division, regardless. Did you did you ever see the meme they created, the joke they created about the about the um, New England Patriots? No, which one? They said for draft, his contract is like throwing numbers out there, not just exact, you know, thirty million dollars for four years, right? Yep. And they go uh, a free, top free agent in the NFL. You saw like seventy five million dollars over four years. Super Bowl MVP, and there's a guy at Walmart waving $250, and he's in the New England Patriots. Meaning, no, Belichick gets the most out of his players. So that's why I'm not worried about the Patriots at all. Well, I mean, like you said, he is the mastermind. And we'll see. Hopefully we do get some football. I'm, I'm hoping we do. We will. We will. We got to stay positive. 
Well, and, you know, moving from football to baseball, just to touch up on a little bit so we can start wrapping things up. Well, moving on moving on to, you know, to sports we might get. Um, baseball is moving along, but they are having problems between the, the Players Association and the MLB. Uh, the Players Association is pissed because emails were leaked about the negotiations the players have with the teams, and they still can't reach an agreement. Uh, players and teams, I think, believe are crying over millions while America suffers, which is ridiculous. Like you guys, are, you know, you, you guys are bitching about millions of dollars. Yo, shut up and go play. I mean, shut no, up. I, I, I agree with you. I agree with you. And I'm gonna tell you something. If if um if I'm Major League Baseball, and if if you're listening to Major League Baseball, whether it be the owners, the commissioner, the players, you do not want to go through what you went through three years ago. I mean, ten years ago, whatever it was that strike. That hurt. Uh, that was in '96. I want to say that strike hurt baseball bad. And yeah. and if you go through this again, and let's say the NFL comes back, basketball resumes, you're gonna look so bad. And and I'm not I'm not a big soccer fan. I'm not like oh, soccer's coming in the U.S. People are starting to watch it, and what they say that baseball's too slow. Blah blah. You don't want to go even further down the toting pole than you're already slipping now. Well, I'm going to give you the list of things that they want. The players want increased COVID-19 testings. Uh, they, Fair enough. They want fewer restrictions, though, which I don't understand. So you want more testing but fewer restrictions, I guess, so they have more freedom. Mm -hmm. uh, they want testing frequently, protocols for positive tests, <clears throat> in-stadium medical personnel, protection for high-risk players and families, access to pre- and post-game therapies. Uh, they want a sanitation, sanitation protocols, I guess, for all the clubhouses, also, they want to lift the restrictions on the showers, uh, especially at away stadiums, especially before going on the road, and also on the hydrotherapy recovery. I mean, these sound like all reasonable, uh, you know, things they're asking for. So I don't know what the hell's wrong with the MLB. I don't know. I just, I guess this is something they need to, they need to figure out and get this done. And if I'm the MLB, please get it done. I mean, they said um, anyone – anyone, check this out, though, also. Anyone who isn't actively participating in the game would have, to sit six feet, uh, would have to sit six feet apart in the stands, no celebrations, no hugs, no high fives, no fist bumps. I mean, which makes sense. You're not – you know, you eliminate – you minimize the contact, you know? Which I, I'm fine with, but you know what, baseball? Get it together because if the NFL gets it together – Good luck, Chuck. That's what I'm going to tell you. I mean, listen, to be honest with you right now, right now is where the MLB should be shining. There's no sports going on right now. Like you said, the only thing going on right now is freaking Tiger Woods and who else? Tiger, Tiger Woods. Tom Brady, Peyton Manning playing. NASCAR came back. NASCAR is doing their thing. They're already racing. Well, I, I mean, that's of course that could happen. You're driving in the car by yourself. You know what I'm saying? All right, all right. I'm just saying, but just to add pressure, you don't have to, like, mess me up, man. No, yeah, 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 put, put pressure on them. Put, put but, pressure on them, but you're Back me up, brother. You're definitely right, though. You know what I'm saying? Right now, I mean, I believe MLB should be shining right now and taking advantage of no sports where you get all eyes on MLB. Regardless, if you don't like baseball, you're going to watch it just because you, you want something to watch. You got people watching cornhole competitions. Give me a break. Like, come on, no. man. You know, get it together. Get these regulations corrected. Get these restrictions lifted, you know, properly, though, so that everybody stays safe. And get, you know, get some action on the field, man. Let's go, man. Let's get this ball. How about ball. this? ESPN is creating a tag game. Where it's like, um, of those of you didn't right. grow up, if those of you didn't grow up playing this game, it's oh. called Manhunt. And they created oh, a Manhunt. And they, and they created, like, obstacles. Where you gotta and people are willing to watch that. So if that comes in, it's crazy. Let's say they make money off it. And Major League still on strike, and then the NFL comes back. A lot of people are going to be like, you know, screw baseball. Well, 
So the MLB might be sitting on, you know, might be shooting themselves in the foot. Again. Because um, moving on to the NBA so we can wrap up, like I said, um, the Bucks owner, co-owner Mark L- uh, Lashry plans to restart. They say their plans to restart in two sites. The West is going to play, is planning on playing in Vegas. The East wants to play in Orlando. Um, they're trying to do single locations to burn flying city to city. But you said they updated this. You're saying that now they're planning just to do all the playoffs in Orlando. Yes. All the players in Disneyland. Around that. And, and, and so they probably could go to Las Vegas in LA. They have Disney World in LA. Okay. So they'll go there. They'll go to Orlando. People are going to be like, oh, but you know, those of you that don't know, going to the before I jump into it, those of you that don't know, Disney owns ESPN. That is correct. I forgot all about that. <laughs> Disney is, a, they own ESPN, they own Marvel, they own Star Wars, just so you can know how much yeah. money they have before I jump into this. They are, they, the, they, they are the evil empire. <laughs> yeah, they, they, they take it over everything. As a matter of fact, they just bought 20th Century Fox, too, just before oh, they're out there. Like, man, jeez. So they, 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 they're pretty much owning everything. Disney wants their games, their Bay playoffs. We're like, yo, the heck with this? You won't play in our stadiums. And I'm like, okay, I'm all for that, the playoffs. You know, everybody's going to be like, well, they should share the money. You know what? To quote Nino Brown from New Jack City, it's nothing personal. It's all business. Always and business. I agree with that. If I can milk the Never cow personal. and get all the money for myself, you're damn right I'm going to do it. And those of you that say no, you're lying on your ass. I mean, you who, do the same I thing. Mean, who's going to tell them otherwise? They, like you said, they definitely have the money and the power to take over yeah. and just say, listen, we're going to hold the Western Conference in, you know, Disneyland or Disney World, whatever the hell you want to call it. We'll call it in, in, in LA, in California, and we go, and we go host the East in Orlando. In Orlando, exactly. So we'll see what happens. The league is set to possibly adjourn in June. No, they're, they're, they're talking about possibly coming to an agreement in June and then action actually resuming in July. So yes. let's hope we can finish the season at least and continue going forward, get some type of NBA action. And uh, I'm, I'm, I'll be happy with no fans. I'm, I still – like we said before with um, Sam Dor- um, with, um, Donald, he said – Aaron Donald. And I know Donald was like, oh, no, no, put the speaker up louder. Yeah, yeah, put the fans sharing, put the music up, put the DJ back yeah. there with the sound effects. It'll be all right. You know and we can hire a DJ, and we can get some scratch off it. Or maybe a little DJ battle at halftime, you know? Have a little uh, dance off or something. <laughs> but I don't think they're going to go that far. I don't think they're going to have the cheerleaders in there dancing around for nobody. It'll be all right. What if they do it for the camera, for the commercial breaks and all that? Yeah. Uh, maybe, maybe. Yeah, you know, for, for, those, for those of people that love, love strip clubs and all that, that might be their little action time for a few minutes. Maybe. Maybe that'll be the moment uh, of enjoyment. <laughs> uh, moving on to more NBA news. Uh, there's rumors that the 76, 76ers, 76ers, oh yeah, the 76ers <laughs> are trying to get Blake Griffin in a three-way trade. They will send Al Horford to Indiana along with the Pistons' 2020 first-round pick. And the Pistons get Miles Turner, Jeremy Lamb. I think getting Blake Griffin to the 76ers makes him a real big threat. I mean, he hasn't put up crazy numbers like he was putting up with the Clippers, but he is a younger version of Al Horford, I think. So I think that's – if that happens, that puts the Sixers in a real good spot, I think. I I like the trade. I like The only thing I would say is – for Blake Griffin, um, you know, I know you can't you really determine your health and all that, but if he was to stay healthy, maybe play 68 games in the year, you know, low magic. I don't agree with low management, but maybe for him because of his knees, it might work. It might work for him. Now that you mentioned that up, now that you mentioned that before, you know what I'm saying, we start to bring things to a close, you make a very valid point. He is very injury prone. Adding him to that team does not help. They're very injury prone already. And B can't stay healthy. Simmons mm-hmm. can't stay healthy. 
Now you add Griffin in there who you want to be this main core guys. You know, what are you going to have? A bunch of guys, like you said, a bunch of guys in, in wheelchairs? Yeah, I mean, they're going to have to load manage. They're going to have to figure out a way. Like, I don't, I don't know. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not against it because I know, I know a big part of that trade is for salary cap reasons because they regret signing Al Horford to that big deal. Yeah, that's, yeah. The, that's the real reason behind it. Because, you know, Blake Griffin doesn't have that much time left. He signed the, and when he signed his big contract, it's less. It's ending. So, they're like, all right, fine. We can free up some cap space. Who cares? Yeah. That, I, that's, I get that, you know? Well, let, let's see if that actually falls through. Because as of right now, it's still rumors. I guess they're still waiting for, you know, basketball activities to start to progress and actually make uh, more of a push. More on the NFL, I mean, on the NBA uh, trade rumors. Uh, Bradley Beal was apparently on the trade block. But his agent said, that's bull. That's not happening. He is no go for a trade. I mean, I, you should believe him because, I mean, you, his, his agent is coming out speaking. Of, his agent is going to listen to the offers regardless of the, you know, he's going to trade a bug or not. Now, technically, his agent wouldn't – I don't think he'd be lying about that, bro. I think as an agent, you're going to say, yes, he's on the trading block. What do you guys offer? Will that bring – you know, will, will that put a wedge between him and the team? Yeah. But as the agent, you don't care because you're trying to get your player the max amount of money that you can. So I believe the agent, he's not on trading block. If anything, they'll see maybe in the offseason, maybe try to move him then and go from there. How so, about, but, but do you hear where they want to trade him to? No, actually, I didn't hear where they want to trade him to. The trade that they're trying to put together is to the Brooklyn Nets. So they can have their three-headed monster. So it will be Kyrie Irving, Bradley Beal, and Kevin Durant. And that I, means, I, I honestly, if, if I'm the Nets, oh yeah, I'll do it. Yeah, because well, listen. Yet again, it's still rumors. What 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 are I mean? What are the the Nets gonna have to give up to get Beal? Um, Jarrett Allen, the center. Mm-hmm. Uh, two first round picks, and um, I forgot one other player. I, I think it's Spencer, if I'm not mistaken. That's the shooting guard. What Spencer Dinwiddie? Yeah. We'll see what happens. That's very. That's very very. That to me, that sounds like a lot, but. It's, I mean, anything can happen, man. You know, these, these these NBA teams are now trying to build these super teams where they need these key players to try to help lead their team into the playoffs, you know. We've seen these super teams get built everywhere now. You know, LeBron did it over there in the Lakers, you know, to keep up. Celtics. The Celtics did it. So, anything's possible. I mean, there's a possibility. I know Spencer Dinwiddie has played well for the Nets. And it's, you know, the Nets might just say, like you said, they might say, screw it. Let's get Beal in here. We'll have Beal, Beal Durant, Irving. and we'll That's, work a, that, that's we'll a crazy combination. And, and that's a crazy combination right there. And then, but, but, you know, let's see. Let's see what happens, you know. Well, moving, move, moving along, you know what I'm saying, to other possible pickups, uh, the Knicks have come. There's rumors <laughs> that the Knicks have said that they're targeting, if they do target a point guard, they are targeting LaMelo Ball. They will be, he will be their preferred choice, as they're saying. You've been saying this since last, since like the past three weeks, that you think the Knicks are going to go after LaMelo, that there's some conspiracy but with Jay-Z behind that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, first, I, first, I, of all, first of all, first of all, let me let me say something. <laughs> because Jay, excuse me, because Mr. Carter, oh, Mr. Mr. Carter. Carter, Mr. Carter, I want to give him his respect, and I hope he's listening to this. Mr. Carter wants to help my Knicks out. I am all for this. Anything Mr. Carter wants to do to influence the, our fat, our team to go in a direction of winning versus losing, that's my man. <laughs> I mean, but listen. It's, 
from from looking at his numbers and looking at everything else, Lamelo does have the best upside uh, in the draft for point guards. That's um, what they're saying. He doesn't have a three point shot, which is fine. With, which is fine by me because I just need him to be a playmaker. I need. But the problem is the Knicks don't have shooting. I understand that, but what I'm trying to say is, OJ, if you have a person like Lamelo who can still be a threat with the ball, regardless of his three-point range, and can still move the ball well and allow other players to get open for, you know, mid-range shots, it's just as good, bro. You know, R.J. Barrett, Barrett doesn't have a three-point shot, but if LaMelo could bring the defense over to him to double him and you could sling it over to Barrett to give him somewhat of a better shot in mid-range, you know, you take it. You also got Mitchell Robinson down low, who's a problem. You got Kevin Knox, who's young also, you know what I'm saying, who I think still has potential to grow, you know what I'm saying? He still has I think he does. But it doesn't help when you don't have a point guard to run the team who's a potential threat. So the defense focuses on the big guys because, you know what I'm saying, they know they can't shoot from outside. That's true, that's true. I, I, look, I don't mind Lamelo. I don't even mind LeVar Ball. A lot of people are like, oh, I don't want LeVar. No, we suck. <laughs> Maybe getting us some attention, you know, he might make me, he makes me laugh. I'm like, I think he's a great father. I see that. Yeah, but yeah they, they must have paid him off and told him to shut the hell up because he. No, no, but uh, you know that when it comes, when it comes to his kids, he's there. And I give him credit for that. So yeah, he's yeah. a package deal too. So you get, yeah. you get LeVar, you get Lonzo, you get in him. Look at the Lakers. You get LaMelo, you getting LeVar. Far. I mean, listen, I don't want Lonzo, man. Whatever. I don't, I don't want Lonzo. You're, They're you, saying that. You have this conspiracy that it's going to be LaMelo, La Lamar. I mean, LaMelo, Lonzo, and LiAngelo, whatever the hell they are. They're gonna All right, be. let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. You Sorry. think when he's a free agent, let's just. He's, 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 hypothetically, he's a, hypothetically speaking. Hypo, hypothetically speaking. And I'm not saying that Lonzo Bulls is crazy superstar because I never thought he was a superstar. I thought he was a good. Really good role player. Let's assume he's a free agent. You think he's going to stay in the Pelicans knowing his little brother's on another team and at that time up and coming because the Knicks might be assuming the Knicks are up and coming. Imagine I'm shit. I mean, listen, uh, money talks, bullshit walks. Being able to play with his brother will definitely be a plus, so it'll definitely be an incentive for him to try to come over to the, uh, to New York. Um, who doesn't love to play in New York? Apparently, teams, like I've always said, they love to play against New York and beat the crap of New York, but not many like to play with New York. But I believe that's because like of James said, Dolan. You're right, but I believe, like you said, though, I think that if uh, Lamelo is here, you know, Lonzo would be open to coming to New York. Not to say he's going to be a big threat, but it's still another guard which yeah. they can use. You know what I'm saying? Which they definitely need. Because just to give you a quick rundown for uh, Nick's point guards, we got Frankie French fries who has a who is shooting 36 percent in 178 games. That's horrendous. And Dennis Smith Jr. was averaging 5.5 points per game. Another bum. 34.1% from the field, bro. And these are your guards, man. Like, come on, man. And then you forgot Peyton. Peyton, the, the, the backup point guard, which he's a backup in a, another team. He's a starter for us. Yeah, I, I, oh, my God. You brought up D. Smith Jr. You got my blood boiling a little bit because I never wanted D. Smith Jr. on the Knicks. I mean, he started. Even, he, even when he was in the draft, I didn't want him. I mean, he started off good when he came over, and then he just hit a decline. And Here's the problem with D. Smith, and I hope he's listening to me. There's two things I have a problem. First of all, stop dunking all the time and learn how to pass and shoot. That's one. And two, you, you're trying to do too much, too fast. Work on the little things. Don't worry about highlights. You know what I care about? And I hate to quote, because I'm not, you know, I hate to quote him. LeVar Ball says, 
All I care about is the ball going in the basket. I don't care how he gets it, just get it in. He's trying to make a highlight reel. And I, another thing I want to throw at him, you should be embarrassed that they create a meme out of you and say what the Knicks wanted in 2020, they show Kyrie Irving, and what we settled for. Like, I will post that on my wall every day, and I will be shooting 100,000 free throw shots a, game, a day. But, yo, I'm going to prove to the world that I'm the man. Well, let's see if that happens. LaMelo Ball is 6'7". He has good He has good passing skills, has good basketball IQ. Yes, they say he has very good basketball IQ. And does have a lot of upside to be a high-level player. Um, New York does need, you know, scoring and playmaking big time. We know that for a factor because... Yeah. And we need a... Def- you have to play defense, though. That's something yeah. you, no, you can no, work def- on. De- definitely do, but they definitely need to score more. And I think bringing them LaMelo will definitely open up the court for other players to score also besides him. Um, I agree. And he does pass the ball. Yes, exactly. The Knicks have a 9% chance of winning the draft. We know how that went for us last year. So the Knicks might get shaft in the draft. But but, but wait, 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 wait. Hold on, hold on. I got something for you, though. It depends on the draft order. So if the Warriors get the first pick, they're going to more than likely go Wiseman because he's a big man. And you can have Wiseman, Cook, Mm. And um, Wiggins as your future, which they still nice now, and you're getting back Curry and Klay Thompson. That's a legit squad right there. Then if, let's say, the, sec- the next pick down is the Knicks, we got LaMelo right there. That, I mean, that's correct, because I don't think the, the Golden State is good with, uh, with guards. I don't think they need any more guards. So you're definitely right. They're definitely going to pass on him. It depends on who gets that, that first pick. The, fir- the Knicks – if the Warriors get the first pick, the Knicks get the second, there's a 90% chance. Well, I feel, I could be wrong, I feel they're going to land the medal. Well, to, to reference Tankathon, you know, Tankathon.com, you know, I'm going to give a little promo action because I stay going on here. You're correct. The, uh, Tankathon has the Golden State Warriors picking James Wiseman, the big man. Yeah. So that, uh, they have that going, they have him going there, they have LaMelo Ball going to the Mavericks, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, uh, not, not the Mavericks. It has him going to the Mavericks, depending – I mean, I'm sorry, the Timberwolves. I'm sorry. Sorry. I'm sorry. They have him going to the Timberwolves, but like you said, it all depends on the draft order, and it all depends where the hell the Knicks fall because they stay getting screwed, bro. They stay getting screwed. Look, in this draft class, if we could get if we get the first pick and let's say we take Wiseman, I'm not mad at that either because let's say we get it – we still have two picks in the first round. And let's say we trade up, which I know is not going to happen, and I don't think anybody in their right mind is stupid enough to trade for D. Smith. So let's see if they say they do. Hey, we never know. I'm just, look, man, just, just give me a good player to match up RJ Barrett. Let's see, I'm frustrated. And he's coming on, I'm about to start yelling. My head hurts. Thank you. You just gave me a headache getting stressed out about the Knicks again. I, I appreciate that. You're, you're welcome. Well, the Knicks have, uh, two, like you said, two picks in the, in the first round. Yes. They, have, they have the 27th guarantee. Mm-hmm. And then we'll see where they fall in the top five or whatever the hell's going on. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see what happens. Like I said, the Knicks have a tendency of state getting screwed. And um, we'll see where that goes. To end it up on uh, – to, to wrap it up on some Nick-related new, Nick news, because, you know, he used to be a former Nick. Uh, Carmelo, I found this stat crazy. Crazy. I was on Twitter, came across – I found this stat. Carmelo Anthony is the only player to win Rookie of the Month every month of their rookie season and not win Rookie of the Year. Can you believe that? They gave it to LeBron. That's insane. How do you win it every month for the whole year? And they're like, you know what? Nah. There you go. Uh, uh, the Melo is, I mean, hear me, the Melo. Melo is just, he got screwed. 
He's cursed, bro. I feel bad for him. He's cursed, man. Yes. He's, he's one of those players who has great potential and, you know what I mean, did well, but just not enough to get him over the hump. And he, oh got, screwed every, he got screwed every time. He did. He did. And I just – I don't know. I just I – ha, I have – no words for that. Whatever. You don't have no sympathy for him. He was a former Nick. You didn't like him as a Nick. Whatever. I, 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 honestly, it's not that. The trade was stupid. Who? This is why I get mad at Isaiah Thomas. Why would you give up the whole house for one player? He's not LeBron James. LeBron James. LeBron James. Well, whatever, man. He's not LeBron James. That makes everyone better around him. So, Let's... no. I wouldn't do it. But get out of here. He's going to become a Nick anyway. So, take what I'm offering or lose him in free agency. Well, that's why Isaiah Thomas is no form in the front office of the Knicks, and neither is Carmelo Anthony, nor a player the other Knicks. I, I, look, I, just, I, I want to say this, not as a player, because I love Isaiah Thomas as a player, but for putting your nose in when Donnie Walsh said not to do it, and you did it, a fuck you to Isaiah Thomas for making that trade. But as a person, I love you, but that, that trade was stupid. Sorry, just got a little stressed out right now. It's all right, it's all right. I know Nick Talk gets you hyped up and amped up yeah. and irritated. Um, all at the same time. Yeah, all at the same time. And, well, and depressed. What we're going to do is, listen, uh, we're going to wrap it up. And um, make sure you catch Dark Side of the Ring. Like I told you, uh, the last two episodes I've seen that were released were um, The Road Warriors. And, Very good. And, and the last days of Owen Hart. So I will be catching that. I think we should watch it. And we'll be definitely be talking about that next week for a fact. Um, yes. I did see some, I did, I did see the end of the last dance. Um, uh, to reference the last dance, uh, Jerry Sloan did pass away this week. Um, God rest his soul. Yeah, I mean, rest in peace. Uh, the crazy thing is that he was the coach of the Utah Jazz when the, the, they lost to the Bulls both times in the finals. I know that's yes, a bad right. reference. I know that's a bad reference, but it's like you know. Hey man, it's, it's not. It's not. It's no shame in losing a Jordan in the championship. You know? I mean, listen, call, listen. I, I'll give it a call, Malone. Call Malone. I think they talked to. I seen those on ESPN. They, it wasn't on the last dance, but they talked to him separately. And he's like, they asked, they questioned him about those finals, and he's like, I ain't got no problem with that. He's like, I didn't lose to Michael Jordan. He's like, I, I know who the man is. I know he's a great player. I lost to the Bulls. Cause it wasn't just one team. It wasn't just one man that beat us. It was a whole team that beat us, and that's a fact. Because looking at the last episode, Pippen was beat up. Um, Rodman was, you know, act, thought he was a wrestler. He was running around with the NWO and shit. You know hey, I mean? he got he, he got fined thirty thousand dollars for missing a game. Worked out with two hundred and fifty thousand dollars and going to WWE, WCW, excuse me, yeah, WCW. So you know what I'm saying? It's like you know, Malone. I, I give him respect. Listen, I didn't lose to the man. I lost to the team. More than respect for that. But uh, make sure you catch Dark Side of the Ring so we can catch up on it. We're going to be talking up on it, touching up on that. We're going to keep on bringing you out more sports content. Jake, give you goodbye so that I can close it out, my brother. All right. I just want to um, – I hope everyone's safe. Um, God bless everyone. I just want to let Tank Davis know, stop running from Lomachenko and man up and box him because I'm tired <laughs> of you fighting cab drivers and my next-door neighbors. Man up, you little bitch. <laughs> well, <laughs> let's see if that ever happens. You keep on making threats, you might show up at your door. I'm yeah, I'm gonna play, and I, I know he can knock me out with one punch. <laughs> I mean, you, you might, you might. Next time they ring your door, but you're gonna be checking out the people to make sure they him beating at your door. They might be going through my backyard to beat me up. <laughs> I, I know, I know. Well, listen, that's another episode of the Oyota Podcast. We wrapping it up. You been listening to it with your main man Rubio, my man JC. We bringing it back to you next week. More sports, more content, feeding you all day, every day. Holla.